slashies. Welcome to No Bunts, a podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Network. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is. And my co-host joining us from Taiwan. He's up well past his bedtime and we can thank Daylight Saving Time for that. It's my good friend Joel McMillan. What's up, Joel? How are you today, Skeets? I'm okay. I'm getting over... uh... A cold that's been lingering for like seven to ten days. Mm. So I'm over that, but uh, I am pumped okay. to see you, and uh, I'm pumped for our season finale here of No Bunts. This is it. This We're is, done. Let's let's end it in style, Joel. Because we will. We, we have, will. Yeah, we have so much to tackle here. In fact, let's just jump right into it with some fair or foul. those keys all right since we last left you here on no bunts the texas rangers defeated the diamondbacks five zip to cap off a 4-1 series win clinching the franchise's first ever world series title they made history as well they became the first team in mlb postseason ever to go perfect on the road winning all 11 games joel i don't know if the world series feels like it was two months ago to you at this point, but my first fair or foul sort of statement off this is fair or foul. The Rangers World Series win has been utterly disrespected, embarrassingly disrespected by almost everyone. Is that fair or foul? I think that's fair. Uh, but before I get into it, Skeets, I just want to say congratulations to you, Mr. <laughs> Rangers and Five. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Do you I know baseball it. or do I know baseball? I could see it, man. You I could see the way the pitches here. were coming in. Uh, yeah, I you called do. it. I called it. Um, you did. But they, they are. Am I nuts here? Like, it was wild just how quickly the World Series came and went. And again, a franchise that had never won, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. And like, we were on to the next thing. I don't know. It feels weird to me. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. This Rangers win has been disrespected. And I think it's a direct result, unfortunately, of just no one watching it. Yeah. Uh, I think this was one of the lowest rated, if not the lowest rated World Series. And I know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but I think that's a big part of it. Just simply was n- no one was was watching it. Texas isn't really like a big household name in terms of like teams. They're not the Dodgers or the Cubs or the Red Sox. So they kind of don't have that notoriety. But like you said, Skeets, uh, you know, undefeated on the road, 13 and four in the postseason. They really dominated every series they looked in control, other than when they kind of got behind 3 2. They led every series again, uh, other than that Houston series. But they won it in a dominating fashion. I don't know why they didn't get more kudos, more respect from baseball fans and baseball media alike. But like you said, it just kind of came and went. Yeah. And then, like, that was it. I mean, this is a team that won their first world championship. I think, like, that in itself is a story. I think there were a lot of interesting stories just individually on the Rangers team. But you're right. Yeah, like, it just kind of seems like it's it's an afterthought already. And you know, they just won the World Series a, a couple days ago. And you're right, like it's already on to the next one. But I, I, I think another small factor in this, and this is kind of su- some of the chatter I've seen on social media, is there's still a contingent of fans that are like, ah, the Rangers bought a team. Mm. And that doesn't sit well with them. And 
there's some truth to that. But again, like it doesn't diminish or doesn't take away anything they did. This is a team that lost over 90 games last year and 100 games over two years ago. So I think what they did was amazing. I think like as time goes on, we will look back at this and go, wow, what a crazy run the Rangers had. Uh, I I think it's going to have to age a bit, kind of like a bottle of wine for us to really truly appreciate. Well, not me personally and maybe some hardcore fans, but, you know, baseball fans, hardcore casual alike, it's going to take some time for this to kind of set in maybe. One thing the Rangers have going for them, uh, you know, every postseason moving forward, we're going to see a graphic when a team rips off four or five uh, consecutive road wins. We're always going to see that Rangers 11-0 and on the road in the postseason. So, yeah, we'll be reminded. And, yeah, the idea about them buying a team is interesting to me because, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, they threw a ton of money at Jacob uh, DeGrom early on, like a gargantuan sum of money. But he put, yeah. he pitches like six games and blows out his his uh, elbow. So, you know, okay, a guy they invested in, he's on. And then at the trade deadline, Max Scherzer, you know, they go and get him. That's huge. Uh, and then he got injured too. They had a lot of injuries, this team. Yeah, like they, they overcame a lot. Like once I thought like going into this season, I was like, man, the Rangers like spent a lot of money. But I'm like, oh, they still lost 90 games last year. I thought they were a fringe playoff team at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, after Scherzer went down, I was like, oh. Or, sorry, not Scherzer. After DeGrom went down early, I was like, ah, they're cooked, you yeah. know. But they just overcame it. I mean, they just came out of nowhere, was on no one's radar. And, yeah, the fact that they spent a lot of money shouldn't take away from their accomplishments. I, I Like, I personally just don't buy it. Yeah, they beat the 99-win Rays, the 101-win Orioles, the October tested Astros, of course, and then take care of business uh, in the World Series, winning that thing in five, which surprised everybody <laughs> except mm-hmm. for Skeetsy, who called it. You <laughs> uh, did. All right, let's keep it going here. Congrats to the Rangers and their fans on their first World Series win. Uh, all right, fair or foul, Joel? This was one of the most unpredictable baseball seasons ever. This sort of goes maybe hand-in-hand hand with the Rangers winning. What do you think, fair or foul? Yeah, absolutely fair. And let's start with the World Series and kind of work backwards because, you know, again, like no one had Texas and Arizona. I don't care what anyone says. No one, (laughs) no one had them at all. So let's start there. And then when we're looking at the postseason teams, Baltimore, Miami, Arizona, Texas, and Minnesota were all sub 500 teams last year. They made the playoffs in Minnesota and Baltimore even won their division. And no one had Baltimore winning the AL East, arguably the hardest division in baseball. That was a huge surprise. And also, too, seeing a lot of the big spenders, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but several of the big spenders not making the playoffs. The Mets didn't make it. The Yankees didn't make it. The Padres didn't make it. And then the Dodgers getting bounced again in the LDS, you know, losing uh getting swept by arizona i don't think anyone saw that coming so that was pretty crazy to see and you know the reds and cubs they had seasons that i don't think a lot of people expected them to have like they were two teams that just missed the playoffs like that was awesome to see and the cardinals going from 93 wins in 2022 to 71 wins in 2023 total shock myself I had you know either the Cardinals or the Brewers winning the Central I don't think anyone saw that coming so I mean that's just you know that comes comes to mind like right off the top of my head you know there were obviously other stories 
I don't think we're going to see a season like this. I think this season really truly was a huge outlier in many ways. But at the same time, I think we can appreciate it and enjoy it because it didn't go to script. It was unpredictable. And for me, like as a hardcore fan, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, I, And again, like I just love the unpredictability of baseball, not only over 162 games, but in October. And this season was a perfect example of that. So yes, fair. This was a crazy unpredictable season beginning to end yeah it feels like it all right next one this is something we haven't talked about you and i so i'm interested to hear your uh take fair or foul we will see an automated strike zone within three years of the mlb uh absolutely absolutely fair uh for a couple reasons one they're already using it in the minor leagues all triple uh, a teams use it at this point they use a system called ABS, it stands for Automated Balls and Strike System. And there's basically two systems that are being tested right now. One is ABS calls all balls and strikes. And the ump just simply relays, like he's wearing an earpiece, and he just simply relays the call, like whatever ABS tells him to. Yeah. (laughs) Now, there's a second system that's being tested where the umpire calls balls and strikes normally, like they do now. Yeah but each team has three challenges and the pitcher, the catcher and the batter can challenge it. Now they have to do it. They have to do it immediately. (laughs) And if their challenge is correct, that team maintains their challenge. Oddly enough, when they pulled, they used this at the end of the 2022 season uh, in a couple of AAA parks. And oddly enough, the players and managers favored the challenge system which i thought was weird because to me like it just slows down the game so much more but i saw it in real time it actually didn't take that long like the the pitcher threw it it was uh the um called it a strike batter challenged immediately they reviewed it it was done like when under 15 20 seconds oh so almost almost to compare it to like what they do in tennis where it's like hold on that was out you called it in and then they go like they ask for the challenge and then we get like the crazy like uh quick review of oh there's the ball whether it hit the line or not like is that sort of quick I, I, I don't watch tennis, so it sounds... It, oh, sorry, you, it sounds hold on, are you familiar with the sport of tennis, though? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I am. Shout-outs to Boris Becker. Um, but, okay, but but it's, but it's similar, like, where it's very quick. Now, yeah. my issue, I think I've got a couple issues with that. Okay. First of all, what if you lose all of your challenges and then, like, later in the game, the ump blows a call, yeah. but you can't challenge it because you've used all three? And also think about it, Skeets, how many times in a game do, is a pitch made and an, uh, a coach, a catcher, a pitcher, or a batter react and go, right. that yeah. wasn't a striker. Yeah. And it's a way more than three times, and you're leaving it up to the, the discretion right in the moment of the players. I think that's a slippery slope. Yeah. I don't like that system. I think it needs to be ironed out. Um, so as a fan, I prefer – having ABS just call the entire game. I think it just keeps it moving. And also it slightly gets rid of framing, which like, I don't like, maybe I'm in the minority on that, but I don't like framing. I know it's a skill, but if you're a pitcher and you throw a ball, that's not a strike, (laughs) but the catcher is able to frame it as one. It's not cheating, but 
you like you didn't throw a strike <laughs> right, right you know and and abs will will get rid of stuff like that so hmm. you know the hitters aren't getting cheated but we are absolutely going to see this at the major league level within three years it's it's coming i just think they're going to iron out all of the kinks within the next year or two and you're going to see it within three years wow easily i mean i hope you know you know a lot more about this than i do but man i'll tell you what don't go down the challenge route uh, because we see this in the I'm NBA, it slows the game down. Everybody's asking for a challenge. Yeah, you run out of them, but you keep them. It's like I can't stand it. I just wish they like, yeah, just play. Um, so if they have this, like you're saying, I sort of, or I hope, I guess it's the more of the automated one where it's just like, yeah, it's just being relayed, and the computers mm-hmm. are are calling these balls and strikes. I'm with you. Okay, uh, next one here. This is a big topic. I mean, now that we're into the uh, MLB offseason, Shohei Otani will sign with the Dodgers this offseason. Is that fair or foul? Uh, I've been quoted on this show several times as saying that's where he's going to go, which makes my answer kind of peculiar. And I'm going to say foul. Whoa! Be- because I'm wrong a lot. Because I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but also, too, it's just the Dodgers seem like the most likely place, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. But... I think there's going to be realistically, I think there's going to be seven to nine teams that are and can be in on Otani. I think the Dodgers are the, are the best position, but that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to sign him. Otani's going to get the bag wherever he goes. Yeah. So I feel like the money's kind I don't want to say the money's inconsequential, but it's kind of like, what does Otani and his campers team value the most? He's publicly said he was tired of losing in Anaheim. He wants to win. I think he's in his late 20s. He's already got a legacy now, but I think he really wants to cement his legacy and become truly one of the best players of all time. And I think in order to do that, you need championships. You know, we, we've talked about this, you know, before yeah. I've talked about this with Tass. He's not going to do that in Anaheim. Now, what happens if the Dodgers offer him 10 years and $525 million? And the Mets offer him 10 years and $575 million. I mean, that's a difference of 50 million. That's certainly nothing to sneeze at. But, you know, would he go out east because it's 50 million more? (laughs) I don't know. And it's just so hard to predict. I mean, like this year's a perfect example. No one saw Texas winning the World Series. I mean, Otani's kind of got to figure out his future, like over the next, you know, let's say six to 10 years. A lot can happen in that span. And so I don't want to say him going to the Dodgers is a done deal. I think it's most likely. I think he stays on the West Coast. And me personally, I think it's going to come down to Seattle, San Francisco, and L.A. San Fran has just been like they're just itching to sign a big name player. They struck out with Correa. They Well, they actually dodged a bullet with Correa (laughs) with the physical, but they missed out on Judge. They've just missed out on some key free agents. So I think they're going to make a big push. I think he stays out West. LA is probably the most realistic spot, but certainly not uh, a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh, Jim Bowden at The Athletic has uh, an article up with uh, his offseason predictions. And one of his, I think, sort of wild predictions is uh, Otani signs with Texas. Signs with the World Series champion Rangers. And he he lays out his case why. It. That's that's bold, you that's know, bold. and Texas has the the payroll to do it. And obviously, like, that's going to escalate. And with inflation, 
you know, 40 million next year, it'll be made 30 million in 10 years from now. So, you know, even if you're getting them at 500 plus million dollars, and again, like the value, we've talked about this several times before, the merchandise, the TV oh, rights, yeah. the money that he's going to generate is going to be double, probably double what he signs for. Yeah. Um, the in just the only thing with Otani, like it's the elephant in the room, like he's gone, he's undergone two Tommy John surgeries. How much longer can he maintain this level? Like that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. This could be like a great contract or it could be a disaster depending on like how his body holds up. But I think he's a smart guy. I think he's, he's, he's a student of the game. I think he's, he's worth the investment and he's worth the risk. And, you know, he's looking to win championships and him going to Texas, they got a good young core too. Like, you know, it, it makes sense in a lot of ways. Uh, So when does this all happen, Joel, for again, a casual fan like myself, like how quickly could we learn of the team that Otani would sign with? Is this, is this happening like in a week? Is this a month? I know it's the biggest question of the MLB offseason, but when does it actually in theory go down? I think teams can sign free agents within the next week or two. That's, oh, uh, that's okay. a good question. Yeah, okay. it's in. It, it, it starts in. Yeah, it starts in November. Okay, yeah, fairly soon. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we could find out soon then. This is. I mean, again, this is like the number one question uh, of the MLB offseason. Where does Otani sign? Do you think Dodgers? Do you think Rangers? Uh, like Joel said, there's like seven, eight, nine teams that want in on the mix. All right, final one. Fair or foul, the MLB will add two expansion teams by 2028. Foul. Foul ball. Foul ball. Um, foul ball, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, baseball is kind of going through this renaissance and it's be- it's being uh, driven by a lot of changes within the game. And I-, and I think they're excellent changes. I think they're very much needed. But I think this is a, a case of maybe too much too soon. We just talked a couple of minutes ago about the automated strike zone. I think there's other things baseball wants to address first and kind of stabilize before they go through with expansion. Cause I mean, that's, you know, adding teams. I mean, that's obviously uh, a huge move for a league. So I'm going to say foul, but they're definitely going to come uh, at some point. They could be announced within by 2028, but I don't see them playing. Uh, it takes 18 to 30 months to build a stadium, according to RJ Potiger's construction <laughs> blog. That was the first hit on Google when uh, I looked up this question. But when you take a look at the competitive balance this year, 17 teams finished over 500. That's fantastic. And only four teams finished 40 games or more under 500, which is awful, but you're always going to have some stinkers every year. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's definitely, and when you take a look at the talent worldwide, domestically, baseball's still kind of lagging, but internationally, the sport has exploded, and there's definitely more than enough talent where, you know, you could field two more teams and you're not really watering down the quality of the product. Uh, it's it's going to come. It's going to be great for baseball, and I don't know where those teams are going to go. I think Nashville is probably a lock at this point. Like I would guess Nashville is a lock. And then the other ones, honestly, I have no idea. Montreal has been floated, Portland, Salt Lake City. So 
I don't know where that other team's going to be. And then again, like, and another reason why I think there's going to be a bit of a delay on this is they just changed the playoff system two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So if you're adding theoretically another team in the AL, then the NL, then I think you're going to have to possibly just scrap divisions and just go with the top six teams and still have a, a, a competitor, sorry, a competitively balanced schedule like they did this year. But then you're going to have to reformat maybe the divisions or the leagues. And that's going to be another change. Do you want to do that right after you've just had these changes with the playoffs? I don't think so. But by 2030, I could see them maybe, you know, taking a step in that direction because the wild card didn't last that long. I think it lasted 10 years or just under slightly over. So, you know, I, I, I think this is just a case of doing too much too soon. But expansion's absolutely coming, for sure. Okay, a couple notes. Uh, one, I believe it took uh, our good friend Corey Smith less than 16 or 18 months to build the Sky Dome out of Lego. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. I remember him building it when we were kids. And uh, and the second thing is, hey, what's the deal with the uh, Oakland Athletics? Are that is the, They are going to be playing one more year in Oakland and then, in theory, going to Las Vegas, playing in like a triple-A park until they build their new stadium? Is that is that the last we know about this move, or is it not even happening? Uh, that's the last I've heard on yeah. it. I saw there was a vote. I Like, there's like a teachers, it's like teachers against stadiums or whatever. There's like a, <laughs> a group. Well, okay. they're, put, they're saying like, why are we spending public financing oh. on a stadium? It's more of like a political sure, thing, but sure. um, they put a petition before a judge. I was just reading this this afternoon and the judge said there were issues with their petition. They needed to fix it and resubmit it. Okay. I just think it's a formality, but yeah, the A's are going to play in Oakland in 2024. Okay. And then beyond that, uh, I don't think anything, they're kind of homeless as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra-flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. All right. Good stuff there in fair or foul. Let's play a little fill in the blank. Uh, first one in a move that honestly sort of stunned the baseball world. From what I could tell, the Chicago Cubs are hiring Craig Council as their manager uh, from the Brewers. The Cubs will give Council a five-year contract worth more than $40 million, making him the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball. So 
Fill in the blank here, Joel. Uh, Craig Council, managing the Cubs is blank. Completely out of left field, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> you nailed it. nailed it. Yes. Nailed that joke. Um, yeah, I like I woke up this morning and I had a notification on my phone and I was like, what? Like Craig, because I because he was he was talking with the Mets and it sounded yeah, like, yeah. you know, he was going to go to New York and like, I get that. And then I was like, whoa, the Cubs, that was that completely caught me off guard. But, you know, it kind of makes sense for for a, a couple reasons. I think he's done everything he can do in Milwaukee, and I kind of think he sees the writing on the wall. I think Craig Council is a great manager. Uh, I think he's very smart. You know, he's done great things with the Brewers. You know, he's taken them to the playoffs several years. Yep. But the Brewers are a small market team, and ultimately you need to spend. You know, I know this year, like, Arizona got there, and we had some small market teams or teams that didn't spend a lot of money, but – Milwaukee just continues to shed good players year after year. And I think he sees that. And and then he compares that to the Cubs, a young team that's on the rise. The Cubs have the resources to spend. From a career standpoint, why would you not want to go there? Um, yes, it's in his division. Yes, the optics look bad. But I totally understand why Council would want that opportunity. He's gonna, you know, get to manage in a big city, uh, a big team. I think it's a great move for him. The fans in Milwaukee did not take kindly because he's the hometown. He's the hometown boy, right? He yeah. was born in Indiana, but he grew up in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Ooh. And uh, there's a sign like with his name on it outside the city, and it already got defaced with uh spray paint already oh wow yeah okay. so but i mean yeah it was it was just completely uh unexpected but absolutely great steal for the cubs and if i'm not mistaken he's now the highest paid manager yeah that's what in i said baseball. yeah 40 million yeah. reportedly he's 40 million over five years which makes him the highest paid um you're right yeah. a lot of success with the brewers at least in terms of getting the team to the postseason five out of the last six seasons he got them there but yeah, in reading about it, it was like, oh, he's either staying in Wisconsin or he's going to the Mets. So this Cubs, uh, you know, hiring sort of came out of nowhere. In the in the process, Chicago Fire David, don't call me Schwimmer Ross, uh, and you <laughs> got to feel bad for him a little bit. This guy was a legend in the organization. He won a World Series with the Cubs as a player, and then he took over after the uh, Joe Madden experience, I guess, ended or ran its course. But yeah, David Ross is out. Craig Council's in. Yeah, they uh, they did David Ross uh, a bit dirty there. You know, the Cubs had a great season, but uh, I like he's going to get hired too. Like David Ross, I think is a good manager. Right. This was his first gig. I don't even think he lost the job. I just think the Cubs had this opportunity, yeah. and they took it. And I think they're they're very serious about winning this season. You know, they were just so close, but this is a big piece in them taking the next step. But yeah, Ross will definitely land on his feet somewhere. I think the Angels, Anaheim would be a, a good fit for him. Hopefully Ross and the Cubs can remain friends. <laughs> You're killing it today. Oh, You're you. killing it. We're ending in style, man. All right, next one here. Uh, Ichiro doesn't appear to have lost a step after turning 50. Uh, we have a clip here. The Japanese baseball great made headlines over the weekend. During a coaching session with young ballplayers in Japan where he belted a home run that cleared like a 26-foot high netting that protects the school building, and he smashed the window. I think there was like a math <laughs> class 
in session with that ball ripping through the window. So fill in the blank. <laughs> Great reaction there, too. Uh, fill in the blank. A 50-year-old Ichiro breaking a school window during batting practice is what? Sagoi. Sagoi. What does that mean? Which is a Japanese word, which is a combination of, like, amazing, incredible, super cool. Yeah, it's one of the few Japanese words that I can remember <laughs> from my good. time there. But, yeah, Sagoi. Okay. Um, this clip was was awesome to see. Ichiro, I feel, is going to die in a baseball field. Like, <laughs> even though, like, he's been, I don't want to sound morbid, but, yeah. like, he just hasn't left baseball. I'm like, he retired, but every time I see him, yeah. like, he's on a baseball field or, like, he's wearing, like, he's just, you know, doing stuff related to baseball. I just think he truly loves the game. This was awesome to see he's still got it. But I just have a quick question about yeah. this. It's not so much related to Ichiro. And maybe this is just me. How come is it in two, 2023, every time I see a clip of a video from Japan, it still looks like it was filmed on a digital <laughs> camera from 2004. Am I not wrong? Am I, I not wrong? That is a great point. Aren't they like more technologically advanced than us here in, in North exactly. America? It's the home of Sony wow. and all these great technology companies. And I'm like, who filmed this? Like, is this 2023 or 2005? It, and it never changes. Even when I, like, I watch Japanese baseball highlights. Same like same thing. I'm like, I don't Interesting. get it. Interesting. It just looks still so old. Yeah. What are they filming it on a Tamagotchi or something like that? Yeah. What's going <laughs> on there? That's a great point. I'm going to be uh, watching this now. All these Japanese clips. Um, I, I did read about this. Apparently he took 63 swings at the plate there. Again, this is like a, a session where he's working with, uh, you know, up and coming baseball players. He twice cleared that 26 foot high netting. Uh, that protects oh, the building. He? So he he also went over it another time. Probably didn't hit a window. Probably just hit the building. But uh, I love okay. the rea- I love his reaction too. Oh, the reaction was it's gold. So yeah. so good. Uh, looks like a kid that's going to be put in detention there for doing what he did. It's so funny. Uh, all right, I'm glad we got that in. Next one. Back to manager talk here. The Guardians picked uh, Stephen Vogt, a 39 year old former catcher who retired from playing a year ago to replace the legendary Terry Francona. Uh, Vote had just finished shoveling some horse manure when he accepted <laughs> the club's three-year proposal. I shit you not. That's what he was doing. I'm on fire today. Um, Killing it. Fill in the blank. Vote shoveling horse manure while getting the call to be the new manager of the Guardians is what? Endearing. <laughs> okay. Very, very endearing. Yeah. Um, I think most people see a lot of athletes or even retired athletes for that matter. Um, not, not spoils, not the right word, but just kind of like enjoying the fruits of their labor, living a luxurious life. And why not? Yeah. Like they've, they've earned that, you know, all the power to them, but then you've still got some of them who are just like, Nope, like that was my job. Now I'm just, you know, Joe blow and, I've got a regular life and, you know, vote to me, like is definitely one of those guys. He was a journeyman catcher. He played for six teams over 10 years, fan favorite fans loved him. Uh, He's going to be a perfect personality for Cleveland, which is like a very blue collar city, obviously. And uh, Skeets, this whole thing kind of reminds me of the scene in major league where the, he calls Lou Brown and he's like a, how would you like to be manager of the Cleveland Indians? And he's like, oh, let me think it over. Will you, Charlie? I got a, I got a guy in the other line about a pair of white walls. I'll call you back. Oh, so yeah. it kind of reminded me uh, of, of that scene from, from major league. But 
I think Volt's going to be a great fit. And yeah, like just something like this is really good because it's one of those rare moments where I kind of feel like it it humanizes these athletes and we don't really get to see uh, a, a lot of that, like that side of their life. So I think it's pretty cool. And yeah, just pretty funny. I'll tell you one thing it does, man. It makes me feel old when you read like baseball managers, 39 years old. You know, like <laughs> yeah. taking over a team, like, oh my God. I, re- I remember when, when managers were really old, you know, Sparky Anderson oh, yeah. old. Now they're like younger than yeah. I am. Man. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Mind. Yeah. And I think uh, the one other hire of note was the Mets did hire Yankees bench coach uh, Carlos Mendoza as uh, their manager as well. I know there's a lot of shuffling here, right, of uh, teams and managers. Yeah, that yeah, the Mendoza, like I didn't really know what direction the Mets were going to go. Um I honestly thought they would k- kind of go with a a bigger name yeah. considering all the money they kind of got invested in that team, but uh Mendoza's one of the greatest last names and shout outs to that scene in the Simpsons uh, where Mendoza gets killed. Cracks me up every time, uh, but I digress. Yes, okay. Moving on, let's talk about a Canadian. Uh, Joey Votto's $20 million option for the 2024 season was declined on Saturday by the Reds, making the first baseman a free agent, likely ending his career with Cincinnati after 17 seasons. I think he was already sort of thanking uh, Reds fans. Uh, maybe on social media. Uh, Votto will get $7 million buyout, completing a contract that guaranteed him uh, $251 million over 12 seasons. So fill in the blank. The Reds declining Joey Votto's option was what? Sad but expected. Okay. okay. I think I think everyone knew this was going to come. The Reds had a huge youth movement this year. They're ahead of schedule and I think they're going to be one of those teams that are, again, like going to be super competitive in that wide open NL Central next year. And also they're a small market team, you know, so $20 million to them is is a lot of money. You know, it allows them to uh, address some of the holes that they uh, that they need to fill going into the season. But Joey Votto, I hope he's not done with the game. Uh, I, I hope he comes back to Toronto. That's already being floated. Wow. I've already seen a couple articles about a reunion. I, I've talked about it before on the show. It makes sense. He could replace Brandon Belt. But, you know, if he does retire, like, it, it was a hell of a career. He The, the sport of baseball uh, is better with him uh, having played it. He's such a unique personality. He's a very genuine guy. He's absolutely hilarious. I feel like he could be a comedian uh, or he could be in comedic movies. But I would like to see him uh at the desk or like in yeah. baseball media because i think like he's just got that he's tailor made for that it seems like a no brainer right that he will probably explore broadcasting after he is done and i always wonder when a guy gets to the end of his career like this or at least moves on from a team he's been with his entire career does he in terms of which team he maybe goes to does it actually have to do with like oh i could be a part of their broadcast team moving forward you know like does he pick a team almost with the the next move in mind or does that matter at all maybe not with a guy like as talented and funny as uh, and outgoing as this guy is maybe not but i always think about that yeah that's a good question i would like to see him though on the national broadcast cuz he's okay. been kind of hidden and tucked away in Cincinnati and they don't get a lot of gate like they don't get a lot of games on TV and yeah. you know there's still I mean like people know who Joey Votto is but they don't like 
truly get the full essence of who he is as as a person and kind of his uh, abilities and talents, like in terms of speaking and making jokes. So I would absolutely love to see him on the national broadcast, just absolutely ripping Jeter and and Big Poppy <laughs> and A Rod in those national broadcasts, kind of like the the TNT crew there yeah. with uh, Chuck and Shaq. Those guys crack me up all the time. So, you know, he would be a perfect addition, but not only is he just a funny dude, but I mean, like he's a, he's a very smart guy, you know, student of the game, very intelligent, one of the best hitters. So I think not only can he offer hilarious jokes, but also great insights into what's happening. So we can kind of balance both. And I think in broadcasting, that's, that's kind of sports broadcasting. That's not easy to do. But if you're making a prediction, do you think he is going to go right into television or do you think he has a year or two left on, be it the Blue Jays or another roster? I I mean, I, I think with any athlete at the end of his career, I think he's going to – I don't think you ever want to stop playing, right. ever, right? I, as an athlete. I don't know. I mean, as long as someone is willing to employ you, I feel like me and your body can hold up and you still have that passion to play, you will. I don't know – where Votto is, you know, like mentally, obviously, but I think he's probably going to explore his options. Right. Um, And then if he doesn't find anything he likes, then yeah, I think we'll see him in broadcasting probably next year. All right. Final one here and fill in the blank. Uh, Now that the Oryx Buffaloes have announced that they will post star pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto so that he can be acquired by an MLB team. The race is on to see which team is going to try and get this great Japanese pitcher. So fill in the blank here, Joel. Japanese pitching sensation Yamamoto will sign with the who? Boston Red Sox. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's obviously going to be a huge sweepstakes for Otani. And I think Boston's going to be one of the teams that's in on them. I mean, big market team. They've got the money to do it, the yeah. prestige, all that. I think they're going to be in on Otani. I don't think they're going to sign him. But Obviously, you know, Yamamoto is going to be the fallback plan for teams who don't win the Otani sweepstakes. And I think like Boston, you know, Skeet's like, I know you're a casual fan, but you know, Boston's a big market. They've mm-hmm. got that huge fan base. Like that's that's a fan base that just absolutely wants to win. And for the past couple of years, they've had subpar teams. They haven't spent a lot of money. They took a lot of heat this past offseason for basically doing not that much in the off season. And then they did even less at the trade deadline. And they had a fairly competitive team. You know, they were kind of a fringe playoff team, but you know, their inability or sorry, lack thereof of really doing anything at the deadline that really didn't sit well with the fan base. So now they've got a new GM and Craig Breslau ex Red Sox pitcher. I think he's going to come in and look to make a huge splash And Boston can score runs. You know, they were sixth in the AL last year in runs scored, but their pitching, especially their starting pitching, is just bad. It was very, very bad. So, you know, Yamamoto, he's 25 years old, which is crazy. He's already being posted. Yeah. You know, you could sign him long-term and you can build your rotation because he's, in my opinion, he's got the stuff to be a frontline ace, number one guy. And then you can kind of build around him in the future. So I, you know, I mean, do other teams make sense? Sure. But I just think Boston makes the most sense for Yamamoto. He has a 70 and 29 record in Japanese baseball. Yeah. He sort of seems to be known for his breaking pitches, complete command, uh, 
has a fastball in the mid 90 miles per hour range. He was 16 and 6 this season, a 1.21 ERA. He struck out 169 in 164 innings. Um, so obviously you can see why this guy is a sensation. I will one up you though. You're going Red Sox, and I and it makes sense all the reasons you're listing. But that works just as much for the Yankees as well. So put me down uh, with the Yankees making a move. The Yankees, okay, yep. okay. It, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. It's just the Yankees are really handcuffed financially mm-hmm. with some bad contracts. You know, Giancarlo Stanton's obviously the big one, yep. and the competitive luxury tax is very stiff. And you know, now more and more teams want to get under that. But you know, Skeets. That being said, I mean, the Yankees, the kind of like they had a lot of injuries this year. They missed the playoffs. But the Yankees are in win-now mode. Like, it's a veteran team. If healthy, they're a good team. I I think they're actually a pretty good team. So Yamamoto, New York, I mean, it's interesting. It's certainly possible. But, you know, he's going to demand a lot of money. I think he's going to wait for – like, usually the superstar – other players wait for the top player to sign to kind of set the market. And obviously this year it's going to be Otani. So I think he's going to kind of bide his time, see what Otani gets – and then he's going to kind of make his move. But, I mean, he's going to get a payday, uh, and I think it's coming from Boston. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. Who else are the big free agency names? Is Juan Soto uh, one of the potential names that could? No, Soto's still got one more oh, year left. Okay, okay. Well, is who yeah. is there any so, other names that I know that are, like, after Otani, obviously? Uh, I don't know who you know. But in terms of uh, in terms of position players, the free agent market very thin. Okay, but but it, but it's very pitcher heavy oh, okay. this year. Like obviously Otani is kind of the unicorn who can do both, but yep. lots of lots of good pitchers available in terms of position players. Not not a lot. Okay. So. You know, the market might be a bit saturated for pitching, but still, I don't think it's going to affect his deal at all. Okay. Uh, all right. Good stuff there, man. In fill in the blank. I love that. Final uh, segment here for the season finale of No Bunts. We're calling it Quick Picks because we need Joel McMillan on the record looking ahead to next season. Yeah, 2024. So, Joel, first question. One team that didn't make the postseason in 2023, but you think will be back or make it in 2024 – who are you circling? Talked about them earlier, Skeets, the Chicago Cubs. Okay. And I think they they just missed the playoffs. They they had their destiny in their own hands, and they just blew it down the stretch. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Arizona kind of snuck in there, and then you know, it goes all the way to the World Series, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I think the Cubs, you know, they're, they're going to spend money. Adding counsel is obviously a huge piece. To me, that's an indication they're very serious about taking the next step. They definitely have the resources to spend. They've got some good young players in place already. Uh, I think that the NL Central, you know, is just wide open. And I think they're, you know, and, and seeing what Arizona did and just seeing how unpredictable the playoffs are. Yeah, I think the Cubs are going to make a huge push in free agency I wouldn't be surprised to see them being the biggest or one of the biggest spenders in free agency. Even Bellinger, uh, he exercised his opt-out clause, but a reunion in Chicago wouldn't surprise me on a multi-year deal. And I love the idea of Sonny Gray coming to the Cubs from Minnesota because Stroman exercised his opt-out, which is weird because as good as 
Strowman was in the first half. He was terrible in the second half and was injured. So he's kind of opting out at his low point in value right now. I think he's maybe uh, betting a bit too, or he's a bit too high on himself. Uh, he was, I think he was scheduled to make 17 or 18 million next year, but you know, Sonny Gray, in my opinion is better than Stroman. So I'm going to go with the Cubs as, you know, making the playoffs in 2024 and possibly even winning that division, to be honest. Okay. Cubbies going back to the postseason. Uh, who do you like more? Which Sonny do you like more? Sonny Gray or that, uh, manager from wrestling back in the day that you had a crush on Sonny? <laughs> oh, we all had a crush on yeah, Sonny. Yeah, let's we, not we just did. say me. Uh, I like them both. I like them both. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, let's flip this question on its head. Uh, one team that made the postseason in 2023 that you don't think will make it back in 24. Where are you going? Our beloved Toronto Blue Jays, Jay Skeets. Uh, Is it a reverse jinx? What are you doing here? No, no, no. I wish it was. I wish it was, but I'm not that uh, – I don't have that power. Um, th- listen, they've they've regressed. You know, I, I 2021, they missed the playoffs, but, you know, they had that great team. They blew that lead against Seattle, and then they were, you know, they're 0-4 in the playoffs, 0-6 in the playoffs with this core. They just can't – put it together and there's just there's going to be better teams next year like they just they finished i think one game uh ahead of seattle and seattle was a total statistical anomaly because on paper they had a better offense than toronto a better pitching staff than toronto and a better bullpen than toronto and they had a better run differential than toronto and somehow Toronto made the playoffs. <laughs> right. So, you know, talking about outliers and strange seasons, like, you know, this just adds to that. So I don't like John Schneider as a manager, and they're kind of in this weird flux of they've got a veteran pitching staff, but they've got this youngish core, and it just hasn't come together. And I don't really know what they're going to do at this point. Like, free agency's kind of thin. On paper, they should be competitive, but they're not. And I just think there's going to be, you know, up and coming teams next year, possibly the Tigers, you know, their team that I think could be a, a dark horse. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned Seattle. So, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it's just not happening with this team. You know, so in conclusion, I'm angry and sad and this team <laughs> just breaks my heart. But but in all seriousness, I, I don't see Toronto yeah. making the playoffs because I just kind of think their window was open like now it's closed and they're just going to be expensively mediocre until Ugh. they kind of figure out like what like what Bo is and what Vladdy is like these were supposed to be the guys yeah these were supposed to be the guys and they've done nothing so I mean I I don't know where you where you go from here uh but yeah Blue Jays not making it next wow, year that hurts man that hurts but there was some honest truth that I needed to hear. Lower my expectations going into 2024. <laughs> All right, final one here, Joel. A final question of uh, No Bunts this season. I want you to call your shot. Who is the 2024 World Series winner? Okay. It's going to be – I'm going to pick – I'm going to tell you the two teams. Okay, I'm going great. to tell you the two teams first. It's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers <laughs> versus the Texas Rangers. And the Los Angeles Dodgers – will win in seven games. Okay. That's for you, Tass, to show that I'm not a Dodgers hater. Oh, I'm wow. gonna go I'm gonna cause and I think I think the Dodgers are are gonna make a huge push in free agency. Yep. You know, so um yeah, they've they're they haven't gotten past the divisional series the last two years. I think the pressure's gonna be on them. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Dodgers over Rangers in seven. All right, you got the Rangers getting back there. That's all right. That's surprising. They're, man, they're they're loaded and they'll have Degrom and and Scherzer yeah. and like for a full season. And then you know, like the, I I could see them you know resigning Montgomery. They need to fix their bullpen, but mm-hmm. you know that's not that difficult to do. But you know, I think they had four or five All Stars last year. I mean, man, that that's a good good team so i don't think you know the rangers is i don't i think them getting back there is not not a hot take i think it makes sense okay joel's calling it dodgers rangers 2024 world series dodgers taking it in seven and i can promise you more people will be watching it if la is in the world (laughs) series which is good for sure which is good for everybody including us all right we're gonna call it there uh joel i have had a blast uh, filling in for our guy Tass, you mentioned him there. Um, for those that are, are wondering how he's doing, he's doing a lot better. Um, in- incredible recovery from the accident uh, a couple months ago at this point. So I just saw him on the weekend. He's doing a lot better. Uh, I know he's excited for next baseball season. He seems to be enjoying these shows. Uh, you know, I've screwed up a couple things, but he's taking it easy on me. Uh, he said Joel's been carrying the squad, and that's true. Um, uh, Joel, I have had so much fun, honestly, like just uh, kicking with you. Uh, me too. Once a week asking you a bunch of baseball questions you really know your stuff in fact uh i've had so much fun i wanted to get you a gift so it's in the mail on its way to taiwan i bought you a cat hat so um just uh (laughs) saw my instagram yeah just a small little a small little thank you uh for letting me uh try and talk baseball with you so that cat hat wearable cat tree is in the mail Oh, can't wait. You know, I'm a hat guy and a cat guy, so uh, it's the perfect gift. It really is the, the perfect, perfect gift. gift. All right, guys, subscribe to the Athletic Baseball Show. This is it for No Bunts for the 2023 season, but you never know when we're back and when we get ready for the 2024 season. So make sure you subscribe. There are other great shows, obviously, in the feed. And uh, go get yourself a subscription for all the amazing baseball writing happening over there. Go to theathletic.com slash dunks so they know that we sent you there. If you're a basketball fan, check us out. No Dunks across all the social media channels and obviously the No Dunks podcast feed on YouTube as well. Joel, my man, I will talk to you offline. Uh, thanks again for letting me uh, do this with you for a couple weeks. Any uh, any parting yeah. thoughts, Joel, on a 2023 MLB season? Uh, it, it was a weird one. It, it was a weird one, but it was a fun one. And this is my first year of like watching baseball as kind of a job and I enjoyed it, but I'm sure you can attest to this. I'm happy to chill out on baseball. Like I'm going to watch, like I'm going to watch like LPGA or like the Nebraska college bowling final, like just something other than baseball, even though I love it, but it'll be good to to get a break, but still follow us on no buns. I'll still be posting hits on, uh, on the Instagram, but yeah, this was fun. And, uh, Rams Radio is off the air. Beautiful. Yes, my mom is so proud right now. Joel, uh, great seeing you as always. Everybody, for Joel, for JD, for myself, for Tassie, for everybody here at No Bunts, uh, take care. We'll see you in 2024. Uh, Embrace the day, people.